Hello. I hope everybody's having a wonderful day. I'm driving, so... <laughs> um, super professional over here. You're probably going to hear some weird noises, but um, I don't really have very much alone time. And this epiphany that I recently had changed my life almost instantly. So I felt a slight sense of urgency to talk about this because if it can release one person from their own shackles, then that's fucking awesome. The question, are you your own oppressor? I never thought I would ask myself that, but recently something changed and I had complete clarity on this, um, situation that I've been experiencing for probably two years now and this feeling caused me existential crises like every few weeks it became extremely problematic and it was something that I projected onto my partner and my relationship and I basically created my own prison which is so weird to think about now because I consciously knew that because you know me and Stefan are very similar when it comes to how we approach each other in the relationship that we're in we're both really supportive and open and accepting we don't you know put our thumb on each other or anything like that and when one person wants to do something you know we're like yeah do it like hell yeah if you want to do it go for it what makes you happy makes me happy like neither one of us ever tries to control the other and so I kept asking myself why do I feel like I'm suffocating all the time if I have probably the most relaxed partner I could possibly ask for why do I still feel so restrained and restricted Um, And it would cause me to, like, panic. And the extremist in me would be like, no, you need to flee. That's what you need to do. Just flee the situation. And (laughs) the logical side of me is like, yeah, huh? Like, no. Uh, There's obviously some kind of issue here, and we need to figure out what that is. Because uh, the whole, like, fight or flight thing, like, no, we're we're not doing that. So let's calm the fuck down and keep digging and (laughs) mitigate the issue. So what I had realized was that there are many reasons or many factors, I guess, that kind of created this situation. And I think everybody has specific factors that can, you know, build these, uh, boundaries and rules like these unspoken rules so for me personally it mainly boiled down to the unspoken standards that people have for women that become mothers or women that become wives Um, and then also on top of that the unspoken standards within the spiritual community so all of these things kind of created this ideal in my head of how I should be presenting myself and what my role actually is and you know how I should embody that which is silly because that ideal 
was never what I wanted in the first place. Um, I don't feel happy or free or authentic um, embodying that standard. So, you know, really common things are when a woman becomes a mother, like that transition, you know, you're supposed to quote unquote look and act more like a mom. Like, what does that even mean? As if like women aren't still individuals and have their own needs and desires that need to be met outside of just being a mom. Like we still have personalities. Like what? It's so weird. So, you know, I, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I should probably be more modest and like not act or dress so edgy. And (laughs) it was kind of the same thing, I guess, with the spiritual oppression. It was like, you know, you shouldn't really care about what you look like. Like you shouldn't care because there's way more to you, which is true. Like, of course there is, but we do still experience human needs and desires. Like we are a ball of emotions. We experience life through our senses and some people are very visual and they are very artistic and that's how they express themselves is through their outward appearance. And I happen to be one of those people. So for me, being oppressed in that way was really hard because I knew like, you know, <laughs> and it's still like, I, I know I still have the the like conditioning of you shouldn't care what you look like. So I do still feel like slight discomfort and almost shame, like admitting it and like giving it validity. But I have learned that if you suppress your desires and your needs, um, then obviously you're going to have needs that are unmet And what happens if you have needs that are unmet? You are not going to be happy. (laughs) It's okay to have needs that are very much human and might seem surface level. Even if they seem surface level, it might be doing something for you on a very deeper level. Very deeper. I don't think that made sense. On a much deeper level. I'm not editing this, so... (laughs) I I can't do that. It's so annoying. So anyway, it's been about two years of me basically lying to myself and trying to decondition things that I felt didn't serve me or that I was above, which is absurd. (laughs) Like, yeah, we have a lot of conditioned behaviors but not every characteristic about a person is just a conditioned behavior. We do have a lot of predispositions that, you know, maybe we don't find them totally ideal, but that is okay. Bringing awareness to it and working with it and not trying to shut it out and say, "Mm, no, I don't like that part of myself, so I'm just going to ignore that. That's just not really how that works. It's still there, and by ignoring it, it's really just causing a festered wound to be created. So I have found so much 
so much more profound healing by accepting it, validating it, working with it, embracing it, and embodying it. And for me, you know, that does look like me wanting to express myself with my parents. That's one of the things. That's probably the most, like, the, the biggest thing that I felt shame about. <laughs> oh my god, it's like embarrassing even talking about it, to be honest. But it was this topic of discussion that I always avoided. And the other day, I brought up to Stefan, I was like, you know, I, I kind of want platinum hair again. And I felt so uncomfortable even saying that because I was like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Like how dumb, who cares? Like, why would you even care about that? And so for me to say that to him was like super vulnerable. And he was like, do it. That'd be so fun. Go for it. And I was like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, if you want to do it, you should. And I was like, oh. And then I brought up, like, wanting to get a tattoo. And he had the same response. And that just, like, clicked something for me. And I was like, oh, right. Because I avoided those conversations with him for so long that I think I did forget that I was like projecting my own oppressive standards onto him and like really blaming him in a way for me not being able to express myself in the way that I wanted to but it had nothing to do with him it was it completely my doing and so like him having that response to me saying that to him it just like was a huge turning point and I was like whoa okay and it all just kind of like came together and then came out and I was like listen and because you know we had a conversation previously about me having these like inner crises and like not knowing what to do because I just feel like restricted and I and I didn't understand why and I kept trying to figure it out and write down like things that maybe I want to do that would make me feel like free again and so we had those conversations and then I was like okay wait no I completely understand what's happening now and I was oppressing myself (laughs) and then projecting that onto Stefan and saying no the reason why I feel oppressed is because I'm a married mother and I'm living a very traditional life but I'm not living a traditional life at all it just kind of seems that way you know just considering I'm like stable and healthy (laughs) I guess I'm not really used to that so yeah basically I was lying to myself for like two years it's like so easy to get wrapped up in this like fake world of you can't do what you want You can't act the way that you want. You can't be the way that you want. And that is absolute bullshit. I I thrive on doing what I want to do. And I'm very, very lucky to have a partner that supports that. Because I know that, you know, that isn't always the case when people are in partnerships. Um, 
there obviously can be a lot of oppression from the partner, not just yourself. Um, and in that case, I hope you leave that situation. <laughs> There's so much power that lies within each person when they are embodying themselves authentically. Because if you aren't doing that and you're lying to yourself, then how can you possibly be honest with yourself on a deeper scale? It's not possible. <laughs> Following your intuition just opens up so many doors and within like, I don't know, probably a week since this like huge epiphany, I have noticed my intuition has increased by so, so much. And I just feel so much more like myself. I did not feel like myself at all. At all. In the past few years. And that's so hard. It's really easy to like fall down this rabbit hole of creating a mental prison and then projecting that into your reality and then blaming it on your situation or your circumstances when that might not always be the case. So, if anything, I hope this talk inspired you in one way or another, whether this is your situation or not. It might not be the case for everybody. I don't know. I feel like most people probably do oppress themselves in one way or another. I don't know. So, if you want to talk about it, you can DM me because I'm pretty sure anybody listens to this does follow me on Instagram. <laughs> it's the only place I post about it. So, if you want to chat... I'm open, but I'm pulling up to my home, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening.